This is Mortification of Spin, a bully pulpit from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. After the podcast, listen for details on how you can receive a free resource. So, Todd, Carl, I have a little challenge for you guys today. Okay. I was thinking, you know, you guys are pastors and you, you preach the scriptures faithfully and the gospel truth, but, you know, you're preaching to new generations. Um, you're getting all different types of people coming in, hopefully, diverse crowds. And, well, I noticed that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has added a slew of new words to the dictionary. So I thought, you know, why not challenge you guys and, and help improve your education on cool lingo because you need to be able to speak to everybody. Oh. And these are now official English words. So I want to see, test your knowledge in a okay. way. See what you guys know. Are you ready? Ready. Far okay, away. Okay, so the first word is acquaintance. 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 Um, what do you I, think? I think that? I know what that is. Okay, Todd. Far away, Todd. You're much cooler than me. That's an acquaintance that you just know um, online. Fabulous. That's exactly right. Of course it is. It is a person who's known through electronic means only is the official definition. There you go. So I guess we kind of started out as acquaintances and, and yeah. look at us now. I'm right. now affiliated with the, the balding and the bitter and the yeah. middle age. Sure. Now, now, <laughs> yeah. now we're still you need to, only you need to work on the through Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Matt would appreciate that very much, but. All right, moving on. Um, this one's more of an acronym. Uh, TWI. TWI. This might be something you want to preach against behind the pulpit. Hmm. TWI. Is it? Is this something to do with the Gospel Coalition? Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hopefully not. TWI. TWI. So I'm thinking about uh, there. There must be some kind of a connection with TMI, which means too much information. TWI. Uh, None of those words. None of those words. Mm. Okay. Text um, something or other? Text, yes. while, text while under the influence. Texting while under the influence. Texting while something that starts with an I that's under the intoxicated. Texting while intoxicated. Well, none of us should be at the level of intoxication. Um, we certainly shouldn't be texting then either. Like blogging while intoxicated too. So same, <laughs> same thing. Uh. I've, got, I've got two more for today. Um, this one. I think you guys know. I've kind of I've shared this one with you guys. Jelly. 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 Jealous. I'm yes. Jealous. Oh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever Todd talks about his new haircut or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm jelly of your all's hairstyles. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Okay. Last one. Rick roll. Rick. What? You've never had a Rick roll done to you. Rick. Rick roll. Rick roll. Okay. If you've never had it done to you, you're not gonna know what it is. So I'll just tell you. A Rickroll is to link someone on the internet to the video "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley as a prank. Oh, oh, I know, I know exactly. Yes, I have, I've had that done to me. Actually, I have had that done to me. Yes. I hope neither of you ever owned a Rick Astley album, by the way. <laughs> no, oh, no. Not. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> I was slightly worried then by the yeah. look of recognition on Todd's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who hasn't seen the video though? Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know. Especially- well, we wouldn't want you uh, jumping on the Rick Astley bandwagon <laughs> as an extremely contrived <laughs> segue to yeah. the serious discussion. <laughs> Bandwagons. In yes. the uh, air we breathe at the moment. Yes. As the young, restless and reform mo- movement lurches into middle age and into general crisis because of its previous commitment really to to big personalities and frankly light theology that's the topic for today why do people jump on bandwagons when is it right to say to people oi that's a bad bandwagon to be joining yourself to todd what are your thoughts yeah well i I tend to be a skeptic um already and so um when when something seems to be getting real popular I, i tend to raise an eyebrow now that can that that can be not a helpful thing in itself because I can I can get a little skeptical or a little cynical. Now compared to you, Carl, I'm a wide-eyed optimist. But compared to the typical maybe American evangelical, I'm a little I'm a little cynical. So I, I when something seems to be getting very popular very quickly, um, that's the time for us to slow down and ask some questions. My concern is that evangelicals love bandwagons, whether it's Heaven is for real, and that whole genre of I died and went to heaven but had too many important things to do, so God sent me back type of books. Um, Jesus Calling, various things become bandwagons really quick. Yeah. Would you and, put the housewife theologian into that category? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, fortunately, uh, one of the things that, that our, our friend uh, Amy does is that she, she tends to, um, it seems to me, to... to very uh, conscientiously uh, steer clear of, of bandwagons or else she wouldn't be an honorary guy. So That's very true. Uh, Due to my true. last one-star review, I, I don't <laughs> think everyone's on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well we lo- I mean, evangelicals love bandwagons, and I, I think it's because we, we love popularity. We love to, to be within a, a large group where we all love the same thing. I understand that. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to be out kind of isolated in a little bitty group. And so when you see something happening that people are really enthusiastic about, it tends to have something of an appeal to it. And that I think, you know, Amy, you were talking about some of these um, acrostics. You know, we know what YRR is now because mm-hmm. of the popularity of the Young Restless Reform movement right. that kind of hit evangelicalism like a storm. And tons it. of people became, quote, reformed. Um, and I think we're seeing now that really of the YRR, the R that stands for Reformed, was the least, um, the, the, the one that carried the least weight um, yeah. with, with a lot of these folks. You had a sort of marriage, I think, of a cool aesthetic, a hipster right. aesthetic that was just right for the times in the first decade of the, the 21st century, yeah. uh, with a, what is really a pretty broad evangelical theology with a, with a bit of a Reformed spin at one or two points, right. you know, three, maybe four points of Calvinism. Uh, and as the personalities that help generate that cool aesthetic, primarily, of course, a character like Mark Driscoll, as they have been shown really to be men, not just with feet of clay, but with the whole, you know, from, from the neck down to be made of clay, essentially, the movement has lurched into crisis. Right. Uh, you know, when, when we um, decided to talk about bandwagons today, I was remembering this article you wrote, Carl, a while back ago, and um, I didn't realize how long ago it was, but it was back in 2009. It's called uh, Messiah's Pointing to the Door. And so I was looking it up this morning, trying to figure out which article it was, And because you said a couple of things in there that um, still stick with me. And you said one thing you said was that people want the gods to do the thinking for them, and gods with a the little g. 
Mm. And, you know, these celebrities, you know, a lot of time, it's just so much easier. You hear these persuasive speakers, they stand for a lot of the same things that we do, and, and we become lazy. Mm. And then another thing mm. you said is, um, at the end, you kind of end it with the question is, when it comes to churches and ministries built around messiahs who are supposed to point not to themselves, but to the true door, who is going to have the guts to leave the temple? Yeah, yeah. And of course, you're reporting another celebrity there, the Who. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, the Who. It's a classic well, uh, moment no from the the rock the who, opera. Tom. Okay, so Carl, <laughs> let, let me ask let me ask you about this. Um, does it does it feel good to be able to say I told you so? You know, without necessarily saying it, but just knowing that you could at this point. Does that feel good at all? Oh, absolutely. It's the best. <laughs> um, I mean, so what, what is so amusing to me it. is that we've suddenly seen in the last month, now that there's nothing personal at stake, there's nothing to be lost right. from speaking out against these people. In fact, yeah. there might be much to gain. Right. Suddenly, the blogosphere is full of prophetic voices right. saying things that, you know, all credit to them. Team Pyro was saying way back, you know, right. nearly 10 years ago, Team Pyro right. was saying this stuff. Right. I've been saying it since 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these establishment figures have suddenly emerged and they're all heroically standing for the truth at this right. point. And it's really rather pathetic. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any apologies to Team Pyro for all of the, the garbage that was heaped on them for, for calling this stuff early on. I haven't received any apologies from the, the top men who were sending me such unpleasant emails behind the scenes and telling me to, you know, for want of a better, shut my trap about people like Driscoll. So I have to say, from a human perspective, it is absolutely satisfying to be able <laughs> to say, I told you yeah. also and I told you. So yeah. many years ago. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, 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 I remember you when you first began to write some things on on the, the the celebrity culture within evangelicalism generally and within the the YRR movement. Um, you got a lot of pushback on that, and 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 I guess one of the things that that's grieved me just in the last week as news has surfaced and and things are going really poorly for Mark Driscoll. One of the thing that's things that's grieved me. Um, has been that we're seeing now people uh, jettison um, uh, their their identification with with any sort of uh, uh, doctrine that they would have before because they've been so disappointed in a man. Um, it, it's throwing out. You know, I'm I'm no longer reformed. Um, you know, Mark Driscoll made me mad, so now I'm a big Rachel Held Evans fan. Um, this sort of of, of really sad uh, consequences. There's a lot of fallout when a celebrity yeah. Christian um, falls, and and the evangelical subculture has a lot of blood on its hands because of this, because we wow, have so man. blood on my, I like that imagery for some reason, <laughs> don't I? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we you know the evangelical subculture has has. Because it loves bandwagons, it loves celebrities, and it, yeah. and it loves these well, kinds of To of use Todd, another of Todd's famous phrases, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, people want gods to do the thinking for them, so they go right from Mark Driscoll to Rachel Held Evans. Right, yeah. Where yeah. are the people doing the thinking for themselves? Right, right. Well, there's a lot of them, actually, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is sad that um, you can move from one tribe to the next and swing from one side of the pendulum to the next. Mm-hmm. 
like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do have to say at this point, Amy, we have banned the word tribe on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, you're treading dangerously close. I'm to, using uh, it in a negative being, light. <laughs> being removed from the list of honorary guys, which includes only you at the moment, of course. Uh, but I think in, 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 in what we're touching on here as well, it points to there's a sort of twin side of this phenomenon. On the one hand, you've got the people who are now abandoning the bandwagon and going off after, you know, the latest powerful personality who communicates well, you know, somebody like Rachel Held Evans. On the other hand, you have the, the, the phenomenon of the true believer who simply can't accept mm-hmm. that it's a fraud and a sham. Reminds me of a program I saw on the television a few years ago about these scams where people start sending money to somebody who's emailed them in order to get some incredible return on, on the money, on their investment. Gradually, it becomes clear that the whole thing is a scam. It's a con trick. But long after these very intelligent people have realized it's a con trick, they continue to send money in. And some of these people, lawyers and doctors, being interviewed on this program about this psychological phenomenon and, and what seemed to be the case was they had invested so much in it even when they knew it was a scam it was still easier to keep sending money in in one last desperate spin of the wheel for it to be true than to act to accept the reality and i think when you look at people like mark driscoll and the mars hill empire and and other associated uh music hall acts uh, it's it's very clear that people become so invested in them that even when they're expo- even when they're exposed it becomes very hard, you know, if it's hard for the top men to say sorry to people like us and Team Pyro for beating you up, we got it wrong. If it's hard for them, it's also harder for, it's also hard for the, what we might call the foot soldiers of the movement mm-hmm. to realize that, yeah, we've invested 5, 10, 15 years of our lives in this. We've invested tens of thousands, perhaps, of personal tithe dollars in this. Yeah. And it's been a scam. Yeah. A lot Somebody's of been living high on the hog on it. Yeah. Right. Right. A lot of shame involved with having to say, gosh, you know, the movement, the church, the person I invested myself in um, was was a sham. That's hard. That's really hard to do. So what do you say then for positive advice Mm -hmm. for those who find themselves in in these situations, for those of us who are watching from the outside but belong to, you know, good local churches? Yeah. Yeah. What what positive things can we say here? I've I've thought about this from two. First of all, just as as a side note, from from as as news continues to break in regard to Mark Driscoll, you know the latest is that Lifeway, which is the Southern Baptist um, kind of publishing and book arm, um, they're no longer carrying his books. That was just announced um, on upon, on upon this recording. This was just announced yesterday. So so the news is not bad, and and I do my heart breaks for his kids, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and I would encourage Christians to pray for his kids that the Lord would guard their hearts and guard their faith because this has got to be terribly difficult. But to Amy's question, I would say first thing is really scrutinize the, the church that you're a part of. Um, join a church with good polity. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think a good, a good transparent confession, uh, a good... Book of Church, or what we call in Presbyterianism, Book right. of Church order that connects the the confession to the processes for for church discipline, nurture discipleship, uh, and also I would say, particularly to Baptist friends, a church with a plurality of elders. Right. If you've just got the one man in charge, it's going to be a disaster ultimately. Yeah. New yeah. Testament, I think, clearly teaches a plurality of elders. Mm-hmm. Every pastor needs to be accountable. 
Right. Absolutely. Uh, right. And I would reiterate what I've said about pastors before. If you're a pastor of a church, then be present among your people. I have quite a vigorous travel schedule myself at different points in the year, but I'm not away many Sundays. Mm. I'm typically in my church three or four Sundays a month, whether I'm preaching or not, mixing people afterwards. Be transparent, open, and accessible to your people. Right. All of those things, I, I think, help uh, cultivate a healthy uh, church atmosphere where the kind of cults of celebrity that we're talking about here, it, it's simply harder for them to, to take root. Well, speaking of your vigorous schedule, Carl, um, I want to just close with a question here. I think one of the biggest pushbacks, we've kind of been talking about this whole bandwagon thing, and it's very much related to Christian celebrity. You've spoken out a lot against that. You're kind of known for that now. But the biggest pushback that people give you is that you are, in fact, a celebrity. He so is. He is so well known. Maybe can you close with a convincing <laughs> argument of, of why you're not a celebrity and what is the difference? People or hate me. If you are. And, and, <laughs> I'm old. You know, are you a celebrity, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tremendous pleasure out of this right now. <laughs> My response to that would be, first of all, they're wrong. Uh, secondly, <laughs> we're out of time, so we're going to close that. <laughs> no, seriously, I would again go back to a distinction I've made repeatedly. Uh, and that is there is this distinction between being a celebrity and being a public figure. Anybody who speaks or acts in public is a public figure. Some public figures are more well-known and more influential than others. Celebrity carries with it, for me, a faux intimacy. You know, you've got Twitter accounts where people you've never met before are referring to you by your first name. Uh, there's a, a chumminess with people that you've never met before that comes across. And you leverage what you've got in order to have influence far beyond any level of accountability. Now, I would say, you know, maybe by some people's definition, I've had celebrity thrust upon me. Maybe I have. You won't find me plugging my own books. You won't mm -hmm. find me talking up my speaking engagements. You won't find me to be easily accessible anywhere other than in my local church on a Sunday. You won't find my, you know, how to contact Carl Truman up <laughs> on, on any website, which I know anywhere. So right. I do my best, if you like, to, to limit my influence and to make sure that where I do exert influence, I am accountable. People can read my books. People can listen to the podcast. They can be influenced by them. I, I can't stop that. But what I'm not going to do is the kind of ostentatious tactics that I see the Mark Driscolls of this world pursuing. And quite frankly, I've experienced myself from the top men at some of these parachurch organizations where if you criticize them, they work behind the scenes to shut you down. They make sure you don't get, you know, they're going to try to make sure you don't speak. Uh, they're going to try to make sure that you don't have the avenues of speaking out. I'm not going to leverage informal means of, uh, of control and influence in the way that I think the, the young, restless and reformed culture has done so, and which frankly has ultimately led to its, its invidious corruption. Anyway, on that cheery note, as the <laughs> one great celebrity of the three Thank of us here, um, grateful for having been criticism. put on the spot there <laughs> <laughs> and i'll just wrap us up now by saying thank you very much for listening in a kind of faux intimate way to the uh, <laughs> mortification of spin we trust you will uh, come back and listen next time uh, in the meantime we wish you well for the next week goodbye
This has been Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include Reformation21.org and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. We can only continue to bring you Mortification of Spin with your support. To make a donation, please visit mortificationofspin.org or call 800-488-1888. Please listen again, and don't forget your free resource. found Carl's vulnerability. I like that. It's a gift of mine. Yeah. Now, um, so, so out, now, if, if, he, if he ever makes another comment about, you know, Todd, are you still the pastor of that church? <laughs> I know right where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. you see, but the, the answer is you internalize the, you grab the critique and send it up as I did straight away. Thank Just you for joining it. us in the faux internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. Take the power away from the people.